Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Switzer. I am your host and I'm the Clydesdale. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. And so we were going to bring you a really light news day tonight and then something happened and that was our one co-host gets to gloat for a whole episode. Yes, I was, I called it. You did. Congrats. You called it. So Matt, Matt Fraser announced on Instagram that he is going to retire from the sport of CrossFit. And I actually have it up. I'm just going to read it real quick. What he said, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, it said, like so many others that wandered into a CrossFit gym, I wasn't expecting to find my best friends, business partners, wife, countless life lessons, and five gold medals. Today, I leave the sport older, wiser, fitter, and grateful. I'm diving into the next chapter of my life with the same hard work pays off mentality. From now on, decisions I make won't be solely based on how they affect my performance, but how they affect my family, friends, health, and happiness. I look forward to remaining a part of the CrossFit community. I just won't be doing it from the competition floor any longer. Hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. So initial thoughts about the retirement since you've had about six months, Kat? Well, I predict that there will be a little Fraser baby um, joining us probably in about, I'm going to say... 14 months time. That's my prediction. You're doubling down on your predictions. Doubling down. It's going to be a baby. Yeah, Yeah. I could definitely see that. And, you know, I was talking about this with somebody today. They were asking me, why did I think that he was retiring? And I said, you know, he's got five wins, you know, and he's got a couple of second place finishes. And I think he's at the point where he's like, you know what? And he needs a new goal. He needs to do something else. He's like, I have done what I can do here. I have shown I'm the best. And now I want to take my, my hard work pays off and push, push it towards something else. Charlie, any yeah, thoughts? Yeah. Cause it's, I mean, at this point, you know, like Amy said, what else can you do? I mean, other than lose and then, then that's on you and people, that's all everybody ever talks about is, Oh, you, you went out, you didn't go out on top like you should. And um, now Jeff Bezos is stepping down too. So I'm going to make a prediction. Matt Frazier's the new CEO of Amazon. Woo. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I, um, 
You know, it's funny if, if just thinking back in the last couple hours since the announcement, um, you know, this young punk kid from Vermont shows up at the games. Nobody really knows him. He takes second place on the podium between Rich Froning and Jason Kalipa. And little did we know what that kind of podium was going to represent um, over the next six years. So he comes back the next year, finished the second again, and then five straight victories, never losing an in-person competition since 2016. Dominant, dominant. Yeah. The most dominant CrossFit athlete we have ever seen, and it probably ever will see, because, you know, I, I've been going through comments. I've been going, I went watched some YouTubes before we came on here. You know, and they're saying, and I agree, he, he could have won the next two or three if that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. And, you know, I was going back to listening to some of his comments um, on, I, don't, I think it was this fun um, podcast, but, you know, he was saying, and I think this will go back with what Kat's saying about wanting to have a baby, is that he made comments about he could not train and have uh, a family and he wouldn't do that. And I got to thinking about, well, you know, there's many other CrossFit athletes that would say, you know, Ben Smith and um, Sam Quant that would say, well, you can because they also, you know, train, but they're not training the way that Matt is. And I think Matt was saying, I can't train the way I need to train and be a dad and do all those things at the same time. Well, it's, it's similar to what Rich did. I mean, that was the whole reason he backed off of individual because he's like, I'm neglecting my family and everybody else and you know he's still getting that obviously the competition in but you know it's family first yeah yeah and i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if rich follows suit next year either well if you listen to talking with friends it sounds like that this year off actually taught him that it's not so bad to right. just work out for fun <clears throat> but he's giving 100 percent to this year's team um but Back to Matt, I think also the because of the stresses it put on his team to they had to be solely focused on his career. And the stresses that gave Sammy and Matt O'Keefe and Shane and Tia probably wasn't good on them either. And I think it was time, maybe he thought it's time to give them a break and maybe move in, into to a different direction. So I want to ask you guys, and I also put it out on Instagram. Uh, what is your favorite Matt Frazier moment? Um, you know, it's only been a couple hours, but we've seen, I know we've all been involved with CrossFit and watching the games his entire career. And so I know Kat posted one on my Instagram question. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. So these are not really CrossFit related. These just stick out in my mind because I like the different angles um, that we learn, you know, the things that we get to see about people that aren't necessarily associated with the sport. Um, two things come to mind. One, Matt mentioned on a podcast a couple weeks ago that he is still on his parents' Netflix account. And I just want to say, Matt, it's time to get your own Netflix account. Okay. I'm going to need you to hold your judgment on that for a second. Uh-oh. Actually, I, I don't want this on. Never mind. I don't want this on. 
There might be some sharing in my household too. I was gonna say, are you still on your parents' Netflix account too? Yes, and they might be on my Hulu account. So oh, oh boy, okay. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, the uh, and I posted this on his birthday when he was a strength and depth, and the crowd sang happy birthday to him is one of the most I've never seen him more uncomfortable and sort of embarrassed and just humble and like cringy, you know, when they were singing happy birthday to him. So, I mean, you know, he's got so many great sports moments that, you know, I like sort of the personal ones that are the ones that sort of stick out in my mind. That's one of them. Amy or Charlie, do you have something? Yeah, one, mine is from one of the documentaries. I can't remember which one, but they were talking about, they might've been non-directly talking about Ricky Garrard, but I remember when he said that um, I hope you trained your hardest, you know, like, I, and I, I want to beat you. Like, I hope you come to me working your hardest and I, I want to beat you. And that just like that mentality um, was awesome. So, yeah, he's like, I hope you're having like the best day of your career or something yeah. like that. You know, you've yeah. got your best effort. I think for me, one of the, I can't remember which uh games it was but when he was it was the last event he was he could have done the minimum requirement work and still won but yet he still pushed hard pushed forward um it was carrying those heavy um it was it was 17 17 is that what it was yeah. okay but yeah he were i mean he still won the event and you know even though he could have done like i said the minimum work requirement but he still wanted to put on that show, wanted to give his best effort, even though there was no, there's no point into it, but it just goes to his character and, and what he believes in himself. And didn't he say that's the first time he stopped and like listened to the crowd as he was doing yeah. the event Yeah, and kind of got into so that. Fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So mine, um, I have two and it's one is the, the 2017 games, strong man's fear. Uh, I actually worked that event and when him and Fitkowski were going for the, the end line and they dove and gave themselves up to go down into the pit that was cement mm. all for those points. Like that showed you the drive and how much he wanted it. He was willing to give up his body uh, for that. And the other one is I had the privilege of being at a regionals when he came, moved to Cookville where he participated here in our region. And the energy in that building that day was off the hook. Um, you know, I've been pretty lucky with Sarah Sigmund's daughter there one year and Rich there all the years. And it just, it went to a whole nother level with Matt. And I think it's because people didn't think they'd ever get a chance to see him in person uh, because he lived in Vermont in that Northeast region and, and came to Nashville for that one. So that was, it was just electric. It was more the vibe than, than anything he did in particular. Um, and when he won that sprint event in, was it 2016 in Carson? Oh yeah. I mean, that was incredible. I was there in person for that. I was not working. I was a spectator and it was pretty cool. Where he hit the gas and came away from Ben Smith. Unreal. We were like, oh, he did work on that. <laughs> right. I guess he did work on sprinting. 
What was Sean's call? What can't this guy do? Yeah. What can't this man do? And and we would be remiss because it's not in the internet comments either. Is the um, the clean and jerk event mm. or the clean event, clean yeah. event with Scott Pancheck? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just last uh, nineteen. Yeah. 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 It was incredible. So we have one from Katatron. Uh, she actually said getting to meet him. Uh, the night before the 2018 regionals in Nashville. And she actually DM me that she was out in the hallway and all of the athletes were running to go get in the zone. And he was the only one that was talking to people and signing autographs and taking pictures. And it, he just elevated in her book uh, by doing that to be the champion and be the one that stays back while everybody else, well, I guess they had to go try to prepare to try to beat him. And yeah, so, right. <laughs> Um, so that's hers. Then we have Michael Andrak, uh, was that crossing the finish line hand in hand with Tia. He looked satisfied. He knew he was done. So did I. <laughs> and that then was awesome. Edward Eddie Ed, um, said the CrossFit standard in 2019, where he had to beat Noah to win the games. And he just didn't put the bar down. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? What was the, whatever the last, um, was the it Isabel? Elizabeth, yeah. Isabel. That was crazy. Yeah. So those are a couple. I'm going to leave it up uh, for the 24 hours. I'll start posting them on my story going forward because I think it's pretty cool to kind of reminisce. And uh, sure. the ones that come in, I'll put up. And then the other ones that come in over the next 24 hours, I'll post as well. So, that is the Matt retirement. Any final thoughts? I mean, now it's just, we get to figure, we get to sort of try to figure out who's going to be, you know, who's next. Right. And, uh, and, and what's next for him. Cause we'll all be watching and waiting, sort of seeing what, what his next move is going to be. So before this came out, I actually wrote a silly question that may not be so silly anymore. Right. <laughs> and so when we yeah. get to that, you'll kind of understand uh, what we mean there. Uh, so I wanted to start off with a couple updates from last week. Uh, we talked about mayhem and the possible not being eligible to compete at the games. Uh, Kat, you eloquently stated that they, the January 1st deadline was not met. Um, is it, what's it called? The, um, the LOR? Yes. Licensee of record. Yeah. Record. Uh, we're not, even though some of the athletes, Rich came out and said on talking with friends that, uh, some of the athletes applied for it well ahead of time. Uh, the paperwork was not finished by July one or January one. Mm -hmm. um, and so it actually came out this week that CrossFit has moved the deadline to February 15th. And while that's great for mayhem and, and that means that they are all eligible to compete, it's probably great for a lot of other affiliates as well um, yeah. that they can kind of get their stuff together but they have two weeks to kind of finish that up and and make sure that they have the team that they want and then i had a, a listener comment to me and i wanted to address it on the on the show and it was about you know we've talked a lot about the Sevon podcast and last week we talked about uh the new york times article and he brought it up in his podcast <laughs> and the whole and the katrin blasting him and stuff like that and she just wanted it kind of put out there and, and it's Kaylee LB. Uh, she didn't need to be anonymous. She said, it's fine to mention her name. And she said that 
he actually turned her off from watching or listening to the CrossFit podcast because of the questions he would ask. And I, it's not that I ever turned off the CrossFit podcast, I will admit. And she has said clearly that this doesn't mean I don't like him as a person. I've never met him. I don't know him. It just wasn't my cup of tea for the CrossFit podcast. And that some of the questions he would ask were offensive to her and that she found that she can get her news elsewhere um, but with other podcasts like ours. And so she, that's the route she decided to go. And again, it's not an indictment on him as a person. It's just that his flavor of podcast is not for her. And he and felt some of the things he said on the podcast were offensive to get reactions from the, the guests. And I can't, I, oh, go ahead, Amy. I was just gonna say, I think that was part of who, what he was trying to say, you know, is he's this, he wants to be all raw and be authentic. But when some of his interviews are coming across, I will just say this as not as professional, it's coming across as I'm, on, I'm having a conversation with this person, you know, and then recording it. I, to me, it wasn't as, as a professional interview. It was just being raw and talking. So yeah. I can understand how um, those questions can come off offensive to people who are looking for something a little bit more um, traditional and respectful. I mean... Yeah. And I told her like, it's not my, the way I would do an interview. It's just not my style. And I understand what she's saying, but for me, it's, it doesn't, uh, there are times I felt feel uncomfortable when he asks a question, but I think he gets some stuff that others don't because of it. And, yeah. and I have to do my due diligence by listening to him, especially now having a podcast to find out what's going on. Uh, with everybody. So, and I, and I don't know that we understand the full context of his relationships with these people either. Sure. Right. I mean, he's been part of that organization for a really long time and presumably he's has prior relationships with some of the people that he's interviewed versus people he's meeting maybe and, for the first time. And some of the people that have been pointed out as offensive content have come on his podcast since he left HQ sure. and done his own. So right. Apparently some of those weren't that offended. They came back. So I just wanted her voice to be heard. You know, we love when our listeners comment and I wanted to make sure that we addressed it and talked about it. And, and I, I totally get where she's coming from. Well, it also makes me think though, too, sorry, I'm just going to stay on this for a second. Like, you know, when, when Howard Stern started to have a lot of popularity, it was a lot of, because of the shock value um, as well. And so I can just see how Savan gets also a lot of popularity because of this, or, you know, because of his style, but it's because it's kind of an extreme style. It's also going to be um, not felt the same way by all listeners. If you, if you read Howard Stern's book, there was, there were numbers that were coming in when he first came on where the people that liked him listened for like an hour and the people that didn't like him listened for like two or three hours. Right. Just because they wanted to hear what he'd say so they could talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, but that's a very fine line and you have to, you kind of have to walk that. And, and I can see where people do listen to Sevon to hear what he's going to say. Stupid. He's very entertaining. Yeah. Very entertaining. So with that, we can uh, move on. And it's funny because someone this week told me Sevon's pacing was almost identical to Howard Stern's. <laughs> that they, they're, they're kind of raw and they don't have that seasoned voice. It's, right. you know, mm -hmm. so 
anyway, so I want, we'll get into a little bit of new news. Um, friend of the show, Annie Sakamoto, got to sit down with, uh, what is it? Dave Castro? Yeah, it was Dave Castro, but his title is direct, I don't know, it's bigger than it used to be. But um, anyway, to talk about the CrossFit game season and what it's going to look like. Um, so I was all excited to watch it. And episode one was pretty much everything that we know from the open to uh, that quarterfinal 10%. Um, they only really cleared up the affiliate issue and um, that you'll need lots of plates in the open. And they're not telling you what, how, what that number is. Mm. And the dumbbell is 50, 35. Um, that was pretty much the news. I, I'm really looking forward to two and three, where we get into like what, who the, con, the uh, partners are that are going to host, how many people get to go to the semi, semifinals, those types of things. We don't know any of that yet. It wasn't on this episode. Did anybody else get a chance to listen or yeah. I know some were busy this weekend. So, and it was good to see Annie get the gig to, to do the interview. Uh, Cause we did talk about her, the future of her broadcasting career on our episode. So it's kind of cool to see that. Um, next up we have Kat got to travel to Austin, Texas. Yes. Yeehaw. <laughs> all right so it's actually a place i've always wanted to go well i didn't get to austin really <laughs> because the event was somewhere else uh, outside of austin but um yeah so um i was about to say master fitness Clark, the fittest experience happened this weekend um we'll call it like the granite games of the south right? Or the Wadapalooza of the South. It's a fitness festival, all levels. There was uh, pros, there were RX athletes, intermediate athletes, scaled athletes, and teams, um, and age groups, and all the age groups, 60 plus, all the way, you know, the two teenage groups and everything like that. Great, great event. Um, it was outside of Austin in Taylor, Texas, which is, I guess, like 20 or 30 minutes outside of Taylor. And so I flew into Houston, stayed with a friend, drove to the event, stayed in a hotel very close to the event, and then drove back to Houston. So I never made it in to actually discover Austin very much. Um, lost my water bottle in the airport on the way there. My hydro flask with all my cool oh. stickers on it. Oh. Um, what else? It was freezing cold and raining on Saturday morning and I was running an event outside. So that was super fun. Same thing Sunday morning. It was about 40 degrees with like 30 degree, 30 uh, mile an hour wind gusts. Um, it was super fun, but here's the cool part. So I go in, I'm the new girl in the group. You know, everybody else is pretty established. This is like, this competition has been running for like nine years now. Um, and the owners of uh, CrossFit South Central own, like, own the, the competition and run the competition. So it like started out, I guess, in their box and then it just grown and grown and grown over the years, like most of these do. And um, they're like, all right, Kat, you're gonna be working with uh, Carrie. She's gonna be on the pad outside. This is like, there were three venues, three pads, they call them. Like, you're gonna be on the outside pad with Carrie. I'm like, okay. Well, it turns out Carrie is Jeremy, Jeremy's brother. Jeremy's like the guy running the show. Uh, Carrie's J 
Jeremy's sister. Um, and I see this woman walking towards me. And I don't know if y'all know um, the third fittest woman from 2009 CrossFit Games, Carrie Kepler, but that's who my partner was. <laughs> so I was a little bit starstruck when I met her. I was like, you're Carrie Kepler. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, uh, here we go. So yeah, she was like my partner in crime for the weekend. And we ran that pad. Um, it was fun. We were a little short on judges. So that made it interesting. We were a little short on help outside because it was so cold and that made it even more interesting. But, uh, you know, Scott, you've seen me in action when we don't have enough people <laughs> to do different jobs and we just kind of get it done. So it was a great experience. It was great. Um, so we'll talk about the winners. Andrea Nissler took first, Daniel Brandon, friend of the show, took second. Samantha Pugh came in third. And on the guy's side, Roy Gamboa won, Travis Williams, um, always a prickly guy, he got second. And a, a guy named Phil Toon um, in third. And Hal Fisher, who's a CrossFit Trivium athlete, um, took fourth. Jacob Pfaff was there. I don't know if you guys know Jacob from Armor, uh, Army Fitness, Army Warrior Fitness team. And the guy that did the um, Echo Bike Challenge at Mayhem, the guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Captain Cage, Johnny Cage, he was there, um, sort of like taking pictures of Jacob during the, during the event. So I got to say hi to him. Buttery Brewers were there. Our friend Patrick from Morning Chalk Up was there. So it was just like a nice, you know, chill, fun, familiar face type event. An event. Yeah. It was an <clears throat> event, I know. Amy got to compete against a couple of those people from the Army Warrior Fitness team. Okay. Well, they I were did. at the Arnold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 They were pretty um, strong. So I got to tell you about this last event, the final event. It was 531 legless rope climbs with a weight vest for the pros. 10 plus 10 dual kettlebell squat cleans and then a 15 foot front rack dual kettlebell walking lunge and the kettlebells i think it was like 53 the 53 pounders for women and the 70 pounders for men so it was it was nasty that workout even like the legless rope climbs you had some people that just got stuck on the rope climbs and couldn't you know because that, that's one of those things that you max out on you're done like you just can't do anymore. Yeah. And with so, a vest. It was so I, I saw on Danielle's uh, story mm -hmm. that she said she got no rep on her final legless. And that's what cost her the victory in the competition. So, okay. Um, I was there for that. I saw that rope climb. It wasn't her last rope climb. It was just a rope climb in the okay. workout. Um I think she misinterpreted why she was no repped. I think she thought she was no repped because she didn't touch the top, but she was actually no repped for a reckless decline on the rope. So you see her pretty Watching much it, just that's what I free, falling, free falling from the ground. Um, and I wasn't at that athlete briefing, so I didn't know at the time that that was a thing. But when I talked to some folks afterwards, they said the athletes were briefed that they, could, they had to come down controlled. Um, and so that is what, got her no rep on that particular rope climb. Um, she, she was not complaining on IG. It was just, Oh yeah, no, said, no, no, I know. This is where, this is where it, it all went I, wrong. Yeah. Justin and I DM'd about it. No, obviously she wasn't complaining. And you know, the judge's ruling stands like it, it was, it was the right call for sure. 
Um, but I don't know, I don't know if she would have won. I think she would have had to get first in that workout. And I think Andrea would have had to get like third or fourth in that workout for Danielle to have won the competition. Now she may have won that event, Danielle, um, but I think points wise going into the final, she was in second place, um, but super nice gal. Like I had a chance to talk to her for like two seconds and I just sort of introduced myself as, you know, the friend of the Clydesdale that never really got to interview her. Um, and she was super sweet about it. Didn't get to meet Andrea because she ran into her heat on the floor that I was working about a minute before the workout started. So she missed the athlete briefing and all that kind of stuff and just kind of ran in. Uh, yeah, but you know, Travis Williams was giving people a bunch of crap like he usually does. You know, he was really worried about getting called on that reckless descent on the road climbs. He kept saying like, all right, well, if I do it like this, are you guys going to call a no rep? Or what if I, you know, hold on all the way down? And, and so the head judge like switched judges on him. As soon as he started to sort of complain, he had like maybe someone who wasn't so seasoned and like she looked and she's like, Jenny, you come over, you judge him. <laughs> like <laughs> to make it fine. But the, the, the ironic part was, Travis really struggled getting up the rope. So getting down wasn't really the issue for him. He was having, he was having trouble getting up. He, he sort of fell behind on that workout. So what, what is the venue like from the pictures and the videos? It looks like something I would see in a 4-H fair. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it was. It was an expo center. It was open on the sides. So it just had like a tin, tin roof sort of thing with bleachers. The floor was completely made of dirt. Um, that main floor, there was a concrete pad over to the side where they did like the one rep max snatch overhead squat event, which was in the morning. Um, and they did a little Metcon over there as well. But that main floor was mainly the rig. And then they had individual mats out for like when they were doing double unders on the mats um, and other and other dumbbell movements. But for the most part, it was in the dirt. I had dirt like up my nose and in my ears and, you know, between my toes and all that. It was or it you was hope very it's dirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And then the athlete area was the same. And then we had um, the outside event was actually in the parking lot. So it was on, you know, we had mats out there with boxes and kettlebells and we had to load a rider truck, like load it and unload it like four times over the course of the weekend to make sure no one stole the equipment. And yeah, my judges worked their butts off. I felt bad, but they did a great job and, and it all worked out. It was everybody had such a great time. And it was in well, person. Sounds <laughs> sounds awesome. And maybe maybe next year we can get a group down there, or whatever. Um, yeah. But there's another event happening um, that you have some say in a little bit. Yes. And yes, it's happening so. this September. It is going to be live. It is going to be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is a hop, skip, and a jump for us in Columbus. Yes, y'all are coming. Uh, yeah, Masters Fitness Collective is confirmed September 2nd through the 5th. Um, they're still working out the details of a special event on the second, which would be a Thursday. And then the normal Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, you know, event like we had last year. Um, yeah. If they can do it in the middle of COVID there, this is absolutely happening next year. And I'm already trying to get volunteers and judges to sort of, you know, mark their calendars and take that time, you know, mark it off so that they're available. So if people are interested in volunteering, or judging at the Masters Fitness Collective in Fort Wayne, early September. Yeah. DM Cat at at the end of this YouTube, you'll see her IG, but it's CrossFit Coach Cat. All C's. 
CrossFit Coach Cat on Instagram and DM yeah. her if you're interested. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be great. One of the one of the most fun weekends I've had. Yeah, and and Bobby and crew treats his volunteers very well. And, and so did Jeremy. I mean, we got treated like gold in, in Texas too. So that makes a huge difference, you know, for these volunteers, you want to have a great experience and you want to leave saying like, I want to do that again next year. And you know, that's my goal as a leader on the floor is like, you want to, you want to make sure that everybody wants to come back. And I've already gotten, you know, half the people that worked at last year, like sign me up. That's awesome. So yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's been, it's just awesome for us because it's so close, um, but yet you feel like you're away for the weekend and kind of yeah, having. And Fort fun Wayne's a great little town. Like it was, it's a great venue. So is it just during the weekend? Uh, it's going to start Thursday. Okay. Okay. Thursday. Okay. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and it's is it Labor Day weekend? So you have the Monday off to rest, recover. I don't, I don't know when Labor Day is. First Monday far. of September usually. So I think we would be golden there. All right. So uh, while you're looking that up, let's check in with the crew. And our first agenda item is yesterday, one of us celebrated their eight year anniversary in CrossFit. It was me. Yep. So how awesome. does it feel to be another year CrossFit old? Well, I feel really fit. That's good news. The bad news is, is still after eight years, I don't have a muscle up. So <laughs> me neither. It's okay. muscle up. I haven't tried one, but we've determined it's going to be okay this year for the open because there's not going to be rings. So I'm feeling good. Like I didn't have to say, oh, that was my goal to get it by the open this year. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But what if you make the top 10%? Well, then I need to get a muscle up. <laughs> yeah. And we'll work on it. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll... Yep. So, so what'd you do to celebrate? Uh, some back squats by myself. And then I did a workout by myself. <laughs> um, yeah, just kind of depending on my schedule. Um, you know, sometimes with my schedule, it's hard to get into class also because I'm a coach. I don't want to take class spaces away from athletes when there's COVID protocols. So, um, you know, that just means I get to work out by myself. Um, but Hey, it was great. I should have done. I was thinking about this, Schweitzer, where my first CrossFit workout, you know, you were there and it, we did um, 10 minutes of Cindy and I got four rounds of modified Cindy. And so that would have been fun to just do, hey, how many rounds can I get of, of Cindy now, you know, unassisted? So guessing more than four. Um, yeah, I think I've done that. In like maybe, maybe even four and a half. <laughs> maybe but I, I think we even did one time it was for a warm-up and he was like do five rounds of cindy and i did it like you know in five minutes or so like less right yeah so what is amy is that 2013 then yeah jan, jan february 1st or mm -hmm. cool yeah so last week we well and congratulations amy i don't want to put go on awesome. it it is. Those are great moments because, you know, for a lot of us, it's what gave us our life back and gave us a passion and something we love to do. And so it's a big, big deal. Here I am eight years later talking about it. I mean, yeah, so. no, right. Still talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So nutrition challenge. Yes. Uh, 
I'm First winning. of all, we still don't have the payoff from the last nutrition okay. challenge. Just so you know, we have, we a, have plan. a plan. We, we have do. a plan. Okay. So do we have to get it approved or something? Or no, Amy, are we just going to do it? plan come together. Okay. All right. So Kat, you work on your side of it. I'll work okay. on my side. Let's have it done by next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So into this year's this first nutrition challenge of 2021. Um, we threw out some stuff last week. Um, Kat threw out some stuff. Do we have what is being scored for the nutrition challenge? Kat said like- Five points, five points a day. Yep, perspiration. Right? You gotta sweat, so you gotta move. You gotta yeah. do a workout. You gotta prepare your own food, which means no takeout. No fast food, no, no Wawa, no Circle K, whatever convenience store you've got. Um, meal prep is okay though. Like if you order from Trifecta or you order from, you know, the local place that does your meals, that's all right. 500 grams of fruits and veggies a day, which isn't a lot because it should be 800 grams, but we're going to go 500 because we're just baby steps here. And I know people have different macros and I don't want to mess up, you know, what you're trying to do with your own plans, but 500 grams should be good. Um, a point for no alcohol and no soda. So those are lumped together. And then uh, 1.47 hours or more of sleep. Well, I'm never going to get that. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> That's going to be a problem. But it makes it easy. It's just five points a day. You either get zero, one, two, three, or five, or four. And okay. we started yesterday. On, if you meal prep on a Sunday for the week, you get points every day. Yeah, you're eating as food long that as you, you don't. As long so as you, you don't on that day. The, the The deal is the day you're eating it. It's it's been prepared by you at some point in time in the past. What if it's, it's a quest bar? No, that's fine. That's that's something from your house. We mean that's like fine. don't go out to a restaurant. No takeout. I'm just I'm making sure you guys don't have any little. No. Ways <laughs> out. <laughs> no loopholes. So it's on starting yesterday. And we're going to be like the CrossFit Games. We're just starting. We started yesterday. I'm started winning. Three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm good with yesterday. We're already 400 points behind. What did I say? I got the sleep is not going to get me any points. <laughs> I got three points yesterday. <laughs> you told yeah, me you got zero. Wait, here's another question. If the food is prepared in my home, but maybe not by me. Yeah, that's okay too. Okay. I will definitely get that point. All you right, so we're starting chef, yesterday Amy? and we're just keeping track of it ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, let's just check in every morning and, you know, tell each other. I mean, I can put, I can put a sheet out there if you want me to. Google Charlie's not going to put them in there. So Charlie, just text us your numbers every day. I filled out the sheet last time eventually <laughs> eventually <laughs> all right so while we're kind of putting that together we will report how we're doing along the way how long are we going six weeks six weeks okay sounds good middle of March. Oh, like we'll finish uh, when the open starts right march 11 how about we do that okay sounds good um any fun wads this week 
Charlie, are you going that would have been now? Fun. I am going. But they weren't fun. Yeah. Mr. Over New Leaf, he's being early. That's why we're getting along so well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're now semi acquaintances in the gym. <laughs> we're not we're back to full friends. Our, we're working on it. We're talking to people. We're we're seeing a therapist. It's fine. Good. Glad glad you guys are getting along now. <laughs> Well, I worked out at C4 CrossFit in Houston uh, last Friday morning, which is cool. I don't typically work out when I'm going to events and stuff. Just, I mean, I always intend to, but I actually did. <laughs> so that was fun. Nice. We did a, we did some snatching in the, in the beginning. And then we did like this rowing power snatch workout. It was like a thousand meter row, eight power snatches at a lightweight and then 750 meter row and then like six eight power snatches at a higher weight and that until we got to zero it was fun and then after that you had to build up to a heavy snatch and i hit 125 which is cool like just because i was tired and power nice but yeah it was fun i liked our workout today charlie what did you think yeah it was real good yeah, because you like them chest bars. I do like the chest bars yeah. and power cleans. Because it was light. That was nice. No, no mobility needed for any of that stuff. So I'm perfect. Here, here was Push our workout. Jerks. Yeah, it was it was five rounds of fifteen or ten calories on the assault bike and ten chest bar pull ups. Then directly into ten power cleans at ninety five and sixty five, and um 10 push, ten push jokes yeah five rounds for another five, five rounds yeah sorry another five rounds yeah oh that's fun yeah i liked it because it was a, the right amount of reps for that barbell cycling i think at that mm -hmm. yeah working on the hook grip i did a fun one last friday um it was 15 12 9 calorie row and hang power cleans and then 15 immediately into 15 12 9 of push presses and uh sit-ups which i planked for uh just because of my back um and i did it with a sandbag um oh cool the cleans yeah cleans and the the push presses mm -hmm. uh, which was a lot of fun um and i really enjoyed that one and it's nice because it's pretty it's a com pretty compact workout uh, so easy to do in the garage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was nice. That made me think of equipment. Did I tell you guys last week about my rogue barbell when I cleaned it and the washer fell apart? And yeah, and it broke. Yeah, and then Rogue said they're going to send me a new bar. Did I tell you that? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I sent Rogue a note, sent him a picture of my broken washer. It's just a little, you know, machine made thing cut in half. And they're like, okay, what's your address? my address they're like okay we're gonna send you a new bar please keep the packaging materials so you can send the damaged bar back to us you know mm -hmm. call us back and we'll have ups pick it up okay. so i have a brand new bella bar now That's awesome. for Sweet. a broken washer and it's probably that, pretty clean that i probably could have put back together i mean i get like yeah I'm but sure now they can. they'll put it back i know together. that's crazy the customer service is out of this world so impressed Super excited. So I haven't opened it up yet because, you know, opening up a barbell from Rogue is like 
harder than yeah. ran blindfolded. Thir- 13 strain. <laughs> right. right. So I don't know how I'm going to like maintain the box <laughs> to ship the other one back. We'll have to see. Uh, yeah, that's it. rough. But I'm excited for my new bar. All right. So how's everybody's nutrition? Okay. I survived my trip. Oh yeah. That's the hardest part. Yeah. They had really good food there. They fed us very well, like whole food stuff. Yeah. But then you were like stuck in the airport for a while. I was stuck in the airport for a while. Yeah. Almost didn't get home, but stuck in the airport. But I will tell you, I found they, have you heard of Bear Bells protein bars? Yeah. (laughs) Seen them. So they had a booth. show, Brooke, Brooke the Hook. Oh. Um, these taste like candy bars. They kind of look like it. It's really not a good thing, but their macros are really good. Like 200 calories, eight grams of fat, 16 grams of carbs, and 20 grams of protein. And oh, yeah. most of the carbs are either fiber or sugar, uh, uh, sugar alcohols. So they're not, there's no total sugar is one gram. They're freaking delicious, just dangerous. If they'd um, like to sponsor the podcast, just DM us. Can we, yeah, can we do that? I'm going to start wholesaling them from the gym so that I can get like a minimum of eight boxes because I've introduced them to the family unit and they're all big fans, of course. So there you go. Do that, Scott. We forgot to thank our, our sponsor, RX Smart Gear. Did, yeah. did anyone, did anyone catch me doing my double unders in the airport last night? Because that's no. what I did in O'Hare. I did. Got my 10. 10 a day challenge, right? Doing them. Great. So uh, my nutrition is going so good. Good. I have not been this happy about my eating in a very, very long time. Awesome. Oh, I'm um, so happy for you. And it's going, I, I can't say enough. And I am, I'm down 10 pounds in 12 days. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's great. Um, and it's weird because she's, she's changing a lot of misconceptions in my head um, about what I can eat, like eating a whole wheat English muffin because I'm nowhere near my carbs. And she's like, you've got to get them up. Yeah. Um, and, but she's giving me ideas for things like that. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. I'm full after every meal and my snacks are freaking awesome that she has given me and just feel so energy. supported. Probably have a yeah. lot more energy than you had before. True. That's great. Good stuff. Uh, family updates. I haven't seen my family in a while. <laughs> they're they're here. <laughs> they're all still alive. They're all still around. Yeah. <laughs> Amy. Ooh. Yes, Schmoopy heard back from his number one school choice, and he got in. So he got into Ohio State, um, which you know he's been sweating about because even though, you know, my Scott and I graduated from there, like it is really hard to get into these days. Um, and so he, he is probably going to end up there, but he said he wants to see what kind of scholarships are going to get him. And he said that if they're not going to give him as much of the other schools, then he has a lot to consider. And if it's going to be the same, then that's his choice. So 
Cool. Congrats. That's great. Thanks. So any crazy stories from the week? So I have one. So uh, last week I announced that I had to go to the back doctor and get an injection and things were kind of looking up. Worked out Friday, felt really good. Um, my buddy came over to install a new faucet in my kitchen and I helped him kind of pull it out and, and just lean over while he was under my cabinet, uh, kind of feeding the lines and stuff like that. And then they left and, and I went to smoke some meat on my smoker, meat, M-E-A-T. Um, <laughs> and I was pulling my smoker out and everything went well. And I went to put it away and the wheel got stuck in a rut in my driveway. And when I pulled that part of my back wrenched again. Oh, and I have been in pain since Saturday night. And finally went to the doctor yesterday or today and got another injection and going back tomorrow uh, to get a like Graston scraping and um, and stuff like that. So hopefully, hopefully it's on demand. I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling so good with my nutrition and I'm, I'm leaning on that right now. I'm leaning on how good that's going because I'm really frustrated with this back. What do you do when it, when it cramps up like that, or when it gets, when you get that spasm and stuff, like, are you able to do anything? You're not. It hits my sciatic nerve and shoots down okay. my leg. And it is, it is one of the worst pains I've ever experienced because it just, it stops you in your track. Yeah. Have you ever done something called a nerve glide? Has anyone like a PT or anything like had you sit down and sort of like flex your foot, look down, elevate your leg. Yeah. You do all that stuff. Okay. Our back. Cause I feel like sometimes too, when people, I know I'm guilty of this. When I hurt my back, I don't do anything. And it like makes it worse. That's like, it, like as much as it feels so uncomfortable, like if I hop on the bike or hop on the row or do something, like it tends to help a little bit. But I, I'm not a that doctor. Just, and, that reminds you know. me because I've, I did think of something. So on Friday, I was working on um, three rep max push press, which I did get a new PR. But on my second to last set, on the third rep, I felt myself and I videoed it. So, cause I was working out by myself and I like to coach myself, you know? So I noticed I overextended my back and I felt fine. Like it didn't feel like when I did it, like, oh, something happened. Um, and then I did my next set and that next set felt really good. And I did my workout. And then afterwards my back, I was like all hunched over. Like I just couldn't like straighten up my back and I felt all hunched this weekend. Um, and yeah, like you were saying, like what I wanted to do was not do anything on it because it hurt. But I, I got on the ground and I just did press ups and I like worked all weekend on moving it and stretching it and it feels so much better. And I was thinking about that, how like when I've hurt my knee before too, it's like when I get hurt, you, don't, you think, oh, I need to not do anything when really what you need to be doing is moving and getting blood flow to heal the area and all that. But um, so I was glad that even though I had this little mishap of um, overextending that it worked itself out. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's the frustrating thing here. It's, it's getting the inflammation flushed out so that the, the disc is not touching the sciatic nerve. 
And if I do something that irritates it, the inflammation comes back. Right, right. And so it's, it's just a, a touch and go thing. And, and I stretch as much as I can and I try to move and, and it actually does feel better while I'm moving as long as I don't twist the wrong way. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. It's very mechanical in that regard. I had this weird thing like two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was uh, weightlifting in class and I do this thing where I'm, I'm really conscientious about like my foot placement and how, like the energy through my feet and heels. And I do this like screw my feet into the floor kind of a thing. And it puts like, I guess a little bit of sheer tension on my knee when I do that, you know, as you're twisting through your feet. And I got this like sharp shooting pain on the inside of my knee. And I literally had to like sit down for about 10 minutes. Like I couldn't put weight, I couldn't bear weight on my leg because my knee hurt so bad. And it went away and I didn't think anything of it. And I went on to like, it was squat snatches and I was snatching just fine, squatting below parallel, just fine. No, no pain in my knee. Like it literally, as soon as, as quickly as it came, it, it went. Wow. Um, but it was like in the back of my head, I was like, what the hell was that? Like, I've never had knee things ever. And I know Amy's laughing because she's like, ah, <laughs> I know what that feels like. Well, but, I've, yeah, I've never had, but like, until I had two. yeah, literally like never had any knee issues in my life. And then Friday night, we were sitting around checking athletes in and like working at the venue, but sitting and I had these stupid, crappy, like van like shoes on that weren't, you know, like comfortable or whatever. And I went to stand up and my knee gave out on me again, like that same sharp shooting pain, literally for 20 minutes, I could not bear weight on it. And here I am, I'm thinking, how am I not like, I can't not walk on my leg right now. <laughs> like I have a whole weekend ahead of me to be like running around. I think I got like 22,000 steps on Saturday, like just running around doing stuff. And I sat down and I like tried to like, you know, massage my quad and my calf and like I'm trying to do everything around it. And then literally within like 10 minutes, I could jump, run, land, pivot, whatever on that knee. It's like a ticking time bomb. I don't know what's wrong with it. And it's scaring me. Yeah, we're we're all a mess. We're old. Not me. I'm, I'm in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> How's your hernia? It's still it's still here, hanging out. All right. God. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Okay. So let's get to the silly questions. Uh, the first one is: name a couple amazing eating experiences while traveling. Uh, Amy, that's something. Yeah. So last year, exactly this time, I was in Rome, Italy. And first thing, the best thing that I could say when I was there the whole time is when in Rome. So I didn't care. I ate pasta as much as I wanted to um, and, and drink as much red wine as I wanted to. But the best food experience there was we went to take a class on how to make pasta. And so I did it with my whole family. We made our own pasta and then he, the chef went back and cooked it all and we ate it all there together. So it was this very, very fresh um, ravioli and pasta fettuccine and it was amazing with homemade sauce. So that would be my, my best. Kat? Um, so I have two, of course, cause you said some, pick some. He did um, One's fairly simple. So I got the opportunity to travel to the Philippines a few times for work back in my corporate days. And um, in the Philippines, 
uh, American Western hotel, like Western branded hotels that are there are like, I don't know, super cheap, like $30 a night or something. It's ridiculous. But like we stayed at this peninsula hotel, which is, you know, if you had a peninsula hotel in New York city, it would probably be like thousand dollars a night, but every morning they would bring you fresh mango. And it was the kind of mango that you didn't even need like a utensil to eat. Like you could literally just sort of pop where the stem, where it comes off the tree and just peel it off and just like eat it. And it was so good. And I just remember every time I would go, I'd want to go back to that hotel and get the mangoes. And then you try to like recreate them here, you know, in the United States, like at the grocery store or at the Costco, I've never had a mango better than the ones I had in the Philippines. Um, but funny enough, when you, as soon as you asked this question, the first thing that popped in my mind was a burger that I had at this like bar in St. Cloud, Minnesota, when I was working at the Granite Games with like a bunch of judges and we all went to dinner, this like, just like a bar, you know, like, and it was a, a peanut butter and jelly burger. Mm. And it had like some kind of jalapeno jam and like some kind of nut butter combination with like maple bacon and all these sort of, you know, weird ingredients that you wouldn't think, but oh my God, it was so good. And I remember a couple of people had come after us and I was like, you have to get that burger. And it was like the talk of the entire weekend. Cause I think because of my recommendation, like three or four other people got it. And then people were going back like the next night to get it again, <laughs> cause it was so delicious. So that weird burger. great. Yeah, it was really yummy. Charlie, you got something? You know, I have, I have kids my entire life. So uh, no, I don't really get to do fancy. I did have an experience at Chuck E. Cheese once where, <laughs> you know, they played the song for me for my birthday. Um, and that one came too. And it was great. I remember, I remember an experience in Indianapolis when Penn State won the Big Ten Championship, where I had dinner with some lovely people. Oh, at Primandy Brothers, where you oddly put french fries on salads. <laughs> what the heck? Hey, it's a Pittsburgh oh, yeah. thing. It's a Pittsburgh thing. So mine are, uh, I just have a couple, a few. And uh, mine are, first of all, in New Orleans, in the French Quarter, there's a place called the Gumbo Shop. And I had the best po' boy sandwich I've ever had. I'm a sandwich guy, um, and I like meat in a casing. So their andouille sausage po' boy, it's hollowed out bread. They stuffed it and then pressed it. So it got toasty and the cheese melted. Wow. So good. Second one is just a weird thing that uh, I know Amy knows a lot about, probably Charlie too, is uh, I was in Chicago for a work thing and someone told me I had to go try Garrett's popcorn and I stood in this awfully long line and it was so worth every bit of it. Uh, the best popcorn I've ever had in my life. And caramel then, cheese, the caramel cheese combo? Yeah, or... the Chicago mix. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. They also had a spicy cheese one that I really liked, but it's only done occasionally. You have to just kind of catch them on the right day. And then um, my last one is Kansas City, Burn Ends. I didn't know what this thing was when they described it to me. I'm like, serve it up. And when it came, 
So it is, it is the end of the meat that is on the spit and all the juices kind of flow to the end. And they cut that off and chop it into squares uh, with and glaze it with their barbecue sauce. Again, oh, so, good. so good. So let's move on to the next one. Um, who are the dark horses? And this kind of goes with Matt's retirement now, right? The men's field is wide open. Who are the dark horses up and, and or up and comers for the 2021 season? Like we all know the Pat Vellners, the, you know, the people that, that, that final five, the Sam Quants, the Justin Medeiros, but who are the, the up and comers? Kat, you got something? So who's the guy that's at Mayhem right now? Luke, Luke something? I think it's Luke Parker, the Luke bachelorette Parker. guy. Oh, is he, is he a bachelorette guy? Yeah. Shut up. I, I, I don't really, I've never seen the show ever, honestly. I, feel like I know that's hard to believe with my rom-com stuff. Yeah, I don't trust Never that. watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I've just heard that. Hmm. I don't know if that changes my answer now then. Um, darn it. Well, obviously, I mean, are we talking people that, like Justin Medeiros, obviously we have our eye on him, but um, I want to go last because I want to segue into the next piece of the uh, agenda. Okay, I'll take that off of mine. Amy, okay, yes. anybody? Um, well, okay. I, here's what I said, but you might not count it, but this is what I'm saying. I said Scott. And, and you could have you you could have females as well. I, yeah, I know, but I, I'm saying one of each. Um, I'm saying Scott Panchik because I think um he's been training really hard. I mean, he's always Mr. Consistency, but now that Matt's not there, I think I think he's got some opportunities to get on the podium. Okay, then. Not, not sure I'd call that an up-and-comer. I, that's why I said you were not going <laughs> to count it. You said dark horse, up-and-comer. That does not count. <laughs> Who else you got? Emma Carey. Oh, good. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Charlie, are you uh, taking care of kids? Always. Um, but mine, and I told you guys this before, is Will Moran. He's got a new coach. He's going to be on the podium. And any female? Daniel Brandon, of course. I mean, we're, we're, okay. Silly question. All right. Sounds good. I will go next. Um, my male especially after listening to fitness with friends is Sam Cornier, because I think if COVID is under control, he is moving to Cookville the way rich talked, rich talked that they have two athletes, Haley Adams and Sam Cornier. Mm -hmm. And if he's getting the support of the mayhem crew and he was an awesome interview on our show uh, and a great dude. Um, so he is my up and comer pick for the males and on the female side, I'm going Gabriella Megala. Hmm. Okay. What makes you say that? She's just kind of, she's done well at the sanctional level, um, with some pretty heavy hitters. She's super young. Um, and when you're that young, you can make some pretty big strides pretty quick. Uh, so I, 
I view her as like a Laura Horvath who can go upside down. Yeah. <laughs> key, key differentiating factor there. Good. So like that. she's my pick. Okay. So I'm going to go with, on the female side, I'm going to go with Mal O'Brien. Very impressed with that girl. Um, I haven't seen a lot of engine work from her. So not quite sure where she stands with that, but her, her strength is unreal. And typically a, a girl of her age to have that much strength is, is quite something. I think the engine work can come and, and you can get that a little bit faster than you can gain sort of just raw strength. So I'm excited to see what she's going to do. Um, and then sticking with sort of like the younger, the younger person uh, theme, I'm going to say Cole Mertens. I think that kid has the mind of a champion. I really do. I think he's got um, the athleticism. You know, he was a wrestler. Those people, those wrestlers are crazy when it comes to, you know, work ethic um, and going to those dark places. And I think he just has the right attitude. And I would love to just see somebody like him so unassuming, you know, do great things. And he won, he won the trials finals. Like he's legit. Um, I think he needs a little bit of ex more experience in in-person competitions, but, um, you know, we'll learn more about him as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, it's a great segue because our next topic is who our guest is next week. And it is one Clinton Mertens. Yes. Uh, and it was an awesome interview. There were shockers. You know, we always talk about what are those episodes that shock us? This one shocked us. Yeah, yeah. We, we struggled a little bit with his audio. Um, he lives in a farm on Iowa, in Iowa. So um, his audio was a little sketchy in the beginning there, but I think he caught up with us and, uh, and you can sort of get the gist of what he was saying, but great interview. Uh, to see his vision at such an early age and the work he is putting in to get better at his goats made mm -hmm. my jaw hit the floor and want to throw up in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> so check yeah, that one out. That. He's gritty. Check that one out Monday. Uh, and actually it's his first ever long form podcast. Yep. So we're getting great. him, we're getting him ahead of the game. Um, and I think you're going to like this kid a lot. Yeah. We'll have him back too, for sure. He was great. All right. Let's finish up with best thing from the internet. And we'll go, Amy, because get ready, Charlie. I know you're never ready for this one. So my best thing, which Scott Schweitzer over here says that I am self-promoting and I call it self-advocacy, not self-promoting, but um, myself and my co-director at my main job, the preschool, we wrote a letter to the editor of our newspaper and it was published in the top story with the Sunday paper. And it was about advocating that uh, childcare, early childhood educators were not considered educators as far as our state's plan for vaccines and how we are one of only, um, one of only five states that considers early childhood educators not educators. And so um, I would just like to know why. And I would like to be included in the vaccine schedule sooner than later since we are in person. So there you go. That's Ohio. Cat. Who are the other five states? Do you know? Or the other four states? It's not Delaware, is it? 
I don't know. I think it's PA actually. Um, I may have heard that on uh, the internet. Uh, quick segue, Braden got his last, his second Pfizer shot yesterday. Nice. Uh, it's been more than 24 hours. He's back at work tonight. No fevers, no flu-like symptoms, nothing. So he's good to go. Our little guinea pig made it. Um, I'm going to refer back to a recent post just from about a few hours ago from Annie Sakamoto. So on our interview, do we talk about Eva T on the interview or did we talk we about did. it? We talked more after. because we didn't know where she was. Okay. So one of the questions we wanted to ask Annie was about Eva T. Eva was one of the co-founders of CrossFit um, Central, uh, CrossFit Santa Cruz. Central. CrossFit Central. Santa Cruz Central. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, anyway, they founded that gym together with a couple other folks. So she was one of the original members and she was part of the Nasty Girls, right? Yep. Or the Nasty Girls, yeah. And a couple years ago, she was in um, a plane crash. Mm -hmm. I should really yes. get my story right before I start telling all these <laughs> non facts. Um, anyway, and she had like, I'm pretty sure like a traumatic brain injury or something, you know, something very devastating. Like she probably should have died if she wasn't in the shape that she was in. Um, and there were a few fundraisers and things that happened. And then all of a sudden, like nothing. And so we asked Annie about it. Um, and I guess we waited afterwards because we just wanted to make sure it wasn't like, you know, a sensitive subject or anything. And, you know, Eva sort of fell out of love with CrossFit, you know, towards the end of her run as an affiliate owner with Annie, but they still remained very close. Um, and that happened, you know, years before this plane crash. So she wasn't really glued to the community like she had been before, but everybody sort of rallied around and she's, you know, a long, long, long recovery from something like this. Um, but Annie posted on our Instagram today that um, she's taking her driver's test, um, which, you know, for someone with a traumatic brain injury, that's a huge, huge milestone. Um, and there's a picture of her on her Instagram. She looks great. Everybody's smiling. Um, and I just thought it was a nice little tribute to, uh, to, to talk about and, and give everyone an update that, you know, Eva's still around. She's, you know, on the long road to recovery, but it sounds like she's doing much, much better, um, you know, and is comfortable talking about her story now. So good news all around. That's a great story. Charlie, do you have anything? Um, well, mine was the, you know, we were, we were talking about Matt Fraser earlier and the hard work pays off, but this being the, I guess the anniversary, you call it, of, of Kobe's death, um, it, um, you know, just seeing a lot of stuff that, you know, talking about hard work and all the things that he did to become the person he was. And then as the, the girl dad, as that starting to go around, he was kind of, spearheading that whole thing so um you know just the the tributes and everything still remembering him was uh, was good to me this week awesome so mine is uh i just caught it today and it is the newest episode of pursuing health uh alex smith and julie fouché um and why i think it's the best thing from the internet is uh they both talk about how they went through a very long period of their life hiding who they were and how rewarding it is becoming for Julie and has been for Alec to be their true self. 
And uh, Alec talks about growing up in a very Christian-based household and being so afraid to tell his family that he was gay. And, but he did and his family loves him, um, but he had to move away. He said it was a really sad time because working out with that crew, his brothers and the crew at Krypton was some of the best times of his life. But he had to go where he could be himself more outside of the family dynamic. Sure. And moving to New York did that for him and, and gave him that sense of who he is. Um, and it's really good. It's really raw. And because Julie's been talking about going through something like this herself, as she announced on Instagram that she has now divorced her husband um, and that she is not living that lie anymore of whatever that, that big result is. Um, and that she feels more op- like just better about herself living the true life rather than living a lie. And so it's really good. Um, definitely check it out. Uh, definitely worth it. Julie always does great podcasts. So um, check that one out. Came out today. So with that, um, we need to thank our sponsor, RX Spark Gear. Uh, they are the best. I know we forgot to do it at the beginning uh, because, you know, Matt retiring was such a big story. It was hard to like bury it behind anything. Um, but, you know, Dave was on last week. He's just a great dude. Um, and I consider him a friend now. Like we text back and forth. He sent me more pictures of the snow in Mammoth. And, uh, but anyway, 10 a day challenge started yesterday. Did you guys, I know Kat, you did yours in the airport. Amy, you did your 10. Did you do your 20 today? Yep. Not yet. All right. I am on hold until this back loosens up because jumping up and down is probably not the best thing for it. Um, I did mine with my new rope. Did you hit yourself in the eye? I did not this time. No more shards. Nice. So if you want to take advantage of that, um, you can go to rxmercure.com. Put in the code Clydesdale15, all caps, and get 15% off your new rope so you don't have shards and uh, get that sent to you and get 15% off. We love that. It just can't be anything like a special release or a new edition. Um, but yeah, Clydesdale15, all caps, hashtag 10 a day or hashtag road to a thousand. Gosh, too many hashtags. Uh, we are doing well. We got another bunch over the weekend. Uh, we had 10 last week. Uh, so we're starting to climb again, which is great. I think the Sam interview did a lot to bring people to our page. Uh, they had a lot of YouTube hits more than most of our guests do. Uh, and so we've added a lot of uh, followers there. And so if you want to do that, hit the subscribe button. Uh, make sure your, po- your profile is public so we can uh, give you a jump rope when we hit the next century mark uh, of 300 subscribers. With that, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, as you heard on this episode, we love the comments from our listeners, and we like to address them. Um, like, and subscri- like and subscribe, it helps the algorithm and promotes us. Uh, we keep growing. We love you guys. Our listeners are awesome. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. 
Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.